Sports Medicine Weekly is the sports enthusiast's resource for fitness, nutrition, injury prevention, and treatment. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is sponsored by JRF Ortho. JRF Ortho partners with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more or sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. Rush Physical Therapy. The therapists at Rush Physical Therapy are here for you. With more than 60 locations throughout greater Chicagoland, Rush's clinical experts will get you back to life. Go to RushPT.com today to schedule an appointment. Not sure if physical therapy is right for you? Request a complimentary consultation and discover the power of Rush Physical Therapy today. Karen Malkin and Karen Malkin's new Protein Brownie Bar and Superfood Bars, the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's Protein Brownie Bars and Superfood Bars, available on Amazon and at KarenMalkin.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Brian Cole, and welcome to this episode of Sports Medicine Weekly. Recently, as I've shared with you on other podcasts, I was interested in actually getting a cardiac stress test, and there's something called a Bruce Protocol or a modified Bruce Protocol. In fact, all of our athletes preseason have traditionally required some type of stress testing that is performed on a, on a treadmill, and it's actually a, a test that we place EKG leads and there's a uh, echocardiogram that's done with an ultrasound machine that looks at the heart and requires the individual to actually get on a treadmill and the, and the treadmill actually goes to a higher and higher e- uh, inclines and higher and higher speeds and you have to do it for a, uh, a period of time where you actually get your heart rate up and I, and I always thought it was basically one of those things where you say subjectively you have to talk about how you feel and how uncomfortable you are but what was fascinating is that one of the things that was looked at was this concept of heart rate variability as it relates to stress. So today's topic on this episode of Sports Medicine Weekly, we'll talk about the value and the importance of heart rate variability. So heart rate variability, it's more commonly known as HRV, is a measure of the variability between heartbeats. So heart rate variability is literally the variability or the variance between the beats of our heart. So if your heart rate is 60 beats per minute, it's not actually beating every second. Within that minute, there may be 0.9 seconds between two beats or 1.5 seconds and so forth. And the greater the variability is, the more, quote, ready to go our body is to execute at our high level. So when I was doing that stress test with EKG leads where they can really measure your heart rate and what's happening, it would go up at a certain rate to a certain level. Uh, basically, there's one that's 220 minus your age and then a certain percentage of that you're trying to get to your max level. Uh and then they would look at how you recover and the time intervals between those the, between each beat and that's what's really important and and it's really a measure of part of our autonomic nervous system now hrv is has been shown to be controlled by our ans or our autonomic nervous system so you might know that as that fight or flight response or that rest and digest response there's two parts of our autonomic nervous system one part is the sympathetic nervous system And the other part is the parasympathetic nervous system. So the brain is consistently processing information in a region that we call the hypothalamus. And the autonomic nervous system signals that part of the brain, the hypothalamus, which then instructs our body to either provide stimulation or to relax. So stimulation would be the sympathetic nervous system and relaxation would be our 
parasympathetic nervous system. So it might respond to exciting news or negative interactions or sudden surprises or shocks. However, persistent instigators such as stress and poor sleep and an unhealthy diet or dysfunctional relationships, isolation or solitude, a lack of exercise, all that stuff can disrupt our balance and the body's fight or flight, the autonomic nervous response uh, that can shift into overdrive. So that's that's a significant issue that we have to be concerned about. So there is a direct relationship between stress and heart rate variability. Now, stress can activate the sympathetic nervous system and increase our heart rate, breathing, blood pressure. It allows our body to quickly respond to threats. And conversely, when our mind is calm, the heart rate and our breathing slows down, our blood pressure might drop, and that's something that's more comfortable and gives us a more comfortable resting rate. Now, in addition to our autonomic nervous system, heart rate variability is also affected by a really important nerve that basically sits along our heart and our chest called the vagus nerve. And that's what activates our our parasympathetic tone, okay? That's that rest and digest tone of our nervous system. So HRV or heart rate variability will provide a metric that indicates how well our body reacts and recovers from daily stress. And it actually serves as a very helpful evaluator for our overall level of fitness. And that's where I'm going here because it can be viewed as a metric of our well-being. Now, it seems a bit counterintuitive, but low variability indicates that the body is not recovering or bouncing back from stress and spending too much time with parasympathetic load or that, uh, excuse me, in that sympathetic load, which is fight or flight. So we actually value high heart rate variability. There's variable time frames between each beat rather than low variability, because if there's too much time spent in the sympathetic load, the fight or flight, that's not a good thing for our athleticism and performance. So alternatively, our high heart rate variability means that the variability between our heart rate, our heartbeats is more significant, and that indicates better recovery from stress. So in seeking our heart rate variability, a high heart rate variability, we're actually looking for a balance in our parasympathetic and our sympathetic parts of the autonomic nervous system. So people with high heart rate variability actually may have greater cardiovascular fitness and health, and they may be more resilient to stress. And that's really the connection between our body's ability to handle stress and as it relates to fitness, having high Heart rate variability is actually better for us than low variability between beats. So how do we measure it? Well, first, it's measured or tracked uh, as very small changes. You know, these are things that you can't put your thumb or your finger on your wrist and say, you know, what's happening to my pulse? It's measured in milliseconds and the intervals between consecutive heartbeats. And that's what we call the RR interval. So I know when I did my cardiac stress test that they were measuring my RR interval. And that's something that you really need some type of either medical device such as an EKG lead or some type of device such as a WHOOP or maybe coming from the Apple Watch or other um, um, technology that can help measure these RR intervals. So that's really different than our heart rate, which we've often focused on. It's the interval between beats and we're that's what we're really focusing on, that heart rate variability. So very low heart rate variability, that indicates that the body's not adapting to or recovering well from stress. That can translate into sort of lifestyle habits. It translates into poor sleep, potentially being overworked, emotionally depleted, potentially prone to sickness. It can affect our immune system. In general, it's the feeling of running on empty. There was a review article on heart rate variability uh, by Dr. Lair and Gevitz that recently described those with consistently low heart rate variability had an increased likelihood of developing insomnia, chronic pain, cardiovascular illness, and anxiety-related orders. 
So I've already alluded to that heart rate variability relates to heart health. And chronic stress that results in that low variability can actually be very dangerous to our cardiovascular system. It can lead to heart disease, heart attack for those who are predisposed to it, and potentially cardiac death. So that's some pretty serious stuff and another reason why we should be focusing on obtaining high heart rate variability. So healthy individuals with a high heart rate variability tend to be those with improved focus. They can remain calm. They have improved mental and athletic performance. Their breathing, their pain tolerance, their blood pressure, their resilience, all that stuff gets improved with high heart rate variability. Regular physical activity and fitness can indicate a healthy heart, and likewise, a healthy heart rate equates to a high heart rate variability. So tracking our resting heart rate can also induce fitness and well-being with a lower resting heart rate indicating a stronger overall level of fitness. So HRV or heart rate variability is really one of the most reliable, non-invasive ways to monitor our body's balance. And that's the balance between our parasympathetic system, right? And our sympathetic system. So parasympathetic activity is measured by a high heart rate variability, a low respiratory rate, low heart rates. Our sympathetic activity is actually measured by reduced heart rate variability. That's our stress response, elevated heart and respiratory rates, and high blood pressure. And remember, as I taught you, the vagus nerve, that's that important nerve in our chest, and the parasympathetic nervous system is where we seek that balance to achieve an increased heart rate variability and what we call vagal tone. So there's a number of factors that can influence our heart rate variability. There are physiologic factors, factors that influence our heart rate and our HRV that can include age, gender, and circadian rhythms. There are a couple of disease states that have, there's many studies that have examined the effects of various diseases on HRV. It was found to be lower in people who are suffering from certain diseases compared to healthy individuals. Some of those included heart disease, lung disease, kidney or renal disease, and psychiatric diseases such as anxiety and panic disorders, post-traumatic stress, epilepsy, anorexia, even borderline personality disorders and depression. People who actually maintain active lifestyles and high levels of physical fitness can achieve an increase in their basic parasympathetic activity, and thus they can increase their heart rate variability. Remember, that's that vagal tone that I'm talking about. But intensive sports, competitions, and overtraining can actually decrease heart rate variability, and that's counterintuitive. The other thing that can mess it up is regular alcohol use by men and women. That can reduce heart rate variability. So to finish it up, you know, I'll just tell you that the, probably the number one question is how do we measure it and how do we improve on it? So the most common and accurate method for measuring heart rate variability is the, e, is the EKG or the ECG, but that's not something that we're going to do at home or in the, in the gym or anywhere else, right? Um, so there are heart rate variability, variability trackers such as the WHOOP device that are wearables. You can put it on your wrist, your ankles, your arms that collect that HRV data that can be monitored and managed and improved upon by pro proper exercise regimens. So becoming aware of your heart rate variability and engaging in heart rate variability analysis can actually help motivate behavior change, improve stress tolerance, and your cardiac health. So if you've enjoyed this episode on heart rate variability and our other episodes of Sports Medicine Weekly, please find us on social media, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit us at sportsmedicineweekly.com. Remember, all net proceeds go to support research at Rush University Medical Center and the Department of Orthopedics at Rush. The Sports Medicine Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Vericell. 
Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L dot com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. To be your best, you start with best practices. Eat better, grow stronger, reach higher. At Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, their work is what best practices are built upon. They're a team of leading physicians with the highest level of experience and training, prolific researchers delivering pioneering breakthroughs, orthopedic experts that other orthopedic specialists and their patients come to when they need individualized care. Get it done right the first time at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Visit rushortho.com slash the best to learn more.